The following program has been pre-recorded. On this episode of Belonging, the show for young Catholic adults, we'll talk to Kelly Laveras, covering topics from dating, social media, discovering your vocation, and your career after college. People just need to become accustomed to like actually having authentic and like deep conversations, but also like to be with people, to be present with people, mm. um, and to let like the Lord work through those things. And you know, again, like social media is not like 100% bad, mm. but there are ways in which we can lean into like presence. Next. This program is made possible by the generous donations of Jeannie and Bill Stayskull, members of Christ the King Parish in Nashville, and by a grant from the Cook Foundation. Take advantage of the many opportunities for young people in the Nashville Diocese to connect and find belonging. Like University Catholic, a community of college-age students who are serious about their faith and unite in fellowship and friendship to deepen their personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Go to universitycatholic.org to find out more. You can also connect with young Catholics like you by attending events like Summit Music City. It's a night of music followed by adoration and reconciliation. It's free and open to young people of all faiths. Go to soundscatholic.com or try Theology on Tap, where you can gather with other people in their 20s and 30s like you who want to learn more about their faith while enjoying a beverage together. Join Theology on Tap Nashville on Facebook for events and times. Welcome to Belonging on Nashville Catholic Radio. We're a show uh, geared toward young adults in the Diocese of Nashville or all over in general in their, in their 20s and 30s, going through whatever it may be in life, relationships or finances or just going through school and the family years. Uh, but we have different guests on each week. Uh, this week we have Kelly Laveras, a junior at Vanderbilt University here in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, we're joined each week as we are by Father Javon, the chaplain at University Catholic and doing just about everything in the Diocese of Nashville, uh, almost nonstop. My name is Zach Jansen. I'm a 24-year-old living here in Middle Tennessee, uh, here to go through life with you and host this show. Uh, so, Kelly, thank you for being on the show today. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. She's got a Bucks sh- shirt on today. Oh, she has a lot of crap for it, apparently. Let's pray for her. <laughs> okay. Do we need to talk after this? I guess we probably we do. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, thank you for being here. I don't know how much information you got, but um, for, just t- tell us a little bit about yourself for those who don't know who you are, wh- where you're from exactly, and, and where you're at today. For sure. My name is Kelly. I'm a junior at Vanderbilt. I'm studying secondary education in English with a psychology minor. Um, I spent like a good part of my life in Georgia, but my parents recently had to move to Wisconsin, so that's a bit different than Georgia. But yeah, that's mm. a little bit about me. <laughs> wow. So here you are at, at Vanderbilt now, yeah. and such a big part of, of University Catholic. Do you, do you have a role with, with the college? Are you kind of like a, a head or anything like that? Or I am, president? I'm the president of University Catholic at Vanderbilt. You, really? <laughs> wow. So here you are towards the end of, end of college at that moment. Now, what exactly led to that, even, even throughout your life, um, coming into Vanderbilt and, and, and before and how you were raised? Was, how was, what was the Catholic faith like in your family? So I, both my parents are cradle Catholic, so I'm also a cradle Catholic, but um, the faith wasn't like a super central part of our family. Um, it was just kind of something that we did every once in a while. And so I didn't really grow up with a strong like religious background, but my parents put me through the sacraments, which was such a gift and not everyone has that gift. So I ended up like going when with like faith formation. It was like the summer before eighth grade. I went to confession for the first time in like seven years. Um, and from there, like 
joined a Bible study, started to go to mass regularly. Um, and so I had like a lot of great experiences in high school with like relationships, friendships, retreats, conferences, that kind of stuff um, that really formed me well. And so I came into college knowing that I wanted to pursue my faith and like get involved in University Catholic. And so it's been good. Yeah, because I was shocked. I, I, I went. I was in Belmont, but I thought Vanderbilt was a Catholic school, which is not, it's total opposite. I get 180. Yeah, but it's just a beautiful community there. And so did you find that right away when you walked on, you thought this is what I'm going to be a part of? I knew I wanted to pursue my faith. And so they have this thing. It used to be called Roman Rush. Now we're calling it Welcome Week. Um, But we are. Okay, I was explaining whatever. (laughs) Anyways, um, but I attended a lot of those events and like got to know different people. um, And yeah, a lot of the relationships that I like the strong relationships that I grew early in college um, were from University Catholic. So Mm. and so how has it changed for you to become more, more involved. Were you just involved in all the situations that were happening as far as like the, the nights out with, with, with the Catholic community or just even the, the retreats and praying? Were you just there for all of it? I, I've been pretty involved since the beginning um, of college. And so, yeah, I went on awakening my first semester freshman year. I, um, I was one of the spiritual pillar co-heads when I was a freshman. So they're like, we do leadership positions for like the calendar year. So freshman to sophomore, I was involved in that. And then yeah, just like spending time at First Audi House, that kind of stuff. And now I took a gap from being on leadership, and here I'm back as president. So how do you two interact as far as if she's the president of UCAT at Vandy? Are it's you, awesome. Man. Is it just I like see. constant? What to do, and then you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny because, you know, University Catholic, it's not a democracy. <laughs> we have a boss, and his name is Bishop Spalding. Yeah. And because he can't be there, he sent me to be there. <laughs> University Catholic is a, a student... We have students in mind when we do what we do. So what is your mission? As University College proposes Jesus Christ and form his disciple. As a diocese, to proclaim the gospel and welcome all. Mm. So that's where we guide ourselves. And then like, you know, and and I think it's pretty, whoever came to that, you know, to that um, mission statement for University College, because they got it. If you ask any student, any, any meeting where you say two or three times, propose Jesus Christ and form his disciples. Mm. And that guide us on everything that we do. Mm. Uh, speaking of like changes and stuff, we mentioned it with the former guy, Daniel Kane. But what have you, se- have you seen the changes since you were a freshman and now that you're president as a junior? Have you just yeah, seen, seen sure. it visibly? Yeah. Um, in terms of like growth, in terms of like the way, like the types of relationships and like how like knowing each other and like caring for each other well and like actually being friends, I think that's grown. I was on board towards the end of my freshman year. It was just, it was definitely difficult. And I think honestly burnout could happen with just the way that there were certain like issues in the community. And like, I think there were ways in which I got like disillusioned with certain aspects of the community, but it's been really beautiful to see like the fruit of prayer and the way that not only like we've grown in terms of like numbers or whatever, but just also like vision wise and like the way that the board is working right now, I think we've, we're definitely like making good progress. So that's been good. Wow. And I think as you kind of mentioned for a second there, that the fruit of prayer, it seems like like the yeah. that's the yeah. meaning of all the all those guests that we've had in here from UCAT, whether it be the missionaries or the or the leaders of it, is the time that they spend in the chapel. Even with Mia, an hour ago, was saying how she just she's just in there all the yeah. time, even though I'm becoming Catholic. Right. I think that's that's the beautiful part about it. Sometimes you'll 
especially in the chapel, you'll sit there and maybe you'll, you'll do your whole, your, your, whether it's the rosary or just whatever praise Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And when you're leaving, you just start to hear God's finally talking to you like, wait, wait, wait. And you're like, Oh, I actually got to go right now. Um, but do you almost see the fruits of prayer? Do they come after your time in the chapel? Like as far as even like right now, I guess, like the, mm. the, the fruits of those hours she, Yeah, spent. she just came from adoration. So her... Yeah, she from adoration yeah. from one to two, yeah. Wow. <laughs> this is the fruit. So, <laughs> yeah. So every Thursday Seriously, we yeah. have uh, adoration, all day adoration from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. So we have every 30 minutes or, you know, some people get to choose lots. You know, there was, other day it was Instagram, like what is the most important, you know, thing at uh, University Catholic? Mm -hmm. The chapel. Because it's from the chapel that everything else comes. Yeah, it's not the nights together, the meals. It's, I mean, if it wasn't for the chapel, if it wasn't from Jesus, everything else was just going to be empty. Does it get, like, I, I, I imagine it's your place to go when the world gets too much, but w when it does get too much, do you do you find yourself accidentally putting it on the back burner where it's like you get overwhelmed by school or maybe work and you think, mm. wow, I wish I would have made more time to sit there today? Recently, I feel like I, it's more other areas of my life that I might just kind of neglect. So like something yeah. that I've been thinking about is like just personal health, like exercising and that kind of stuff where mm. like, because I think I've come to a place where I really do desire to commit to certain like certain prayers, Habits. like time, like the rosary every day, like these sorts of like commitments. And so I, I mean, I'm not a perfect kid. I don't like stick to those every single day, but like I try to. And so I think... I don't know. The fact that you're making an effort at it, striving is yeah. the point. Yeah. So here you are finishing, finishing college. What is it exactly that you're doing as a, as a young adult? Um, what, what is your is your goal of your degree? Mm. Well, I'm studying secondary education. So, you know, teaching seems to be that path. I don't know what the Lord wants me to do after college. Um, to like, to the two things that I'm like mainly considering are focus and ACE, which ACE is like, through Notre Dame, it's a master's in education program. So that would definitely be like more down the education route and focus is like obviously like overtly mission. Um, there's also a mission component of ACE, which is like attractive as well. So yeah, but not really sure. We'll see what the Lord has in store. <laughs> so. You don't have to have it all figured out, I guess. Yeah, huh? yeah. And then how do you feel about the fact of, of vocation? Is that something you pray about every day as far as either marriage or religious life? Or single life, too, is also a vocation. Right, right, it's right. not a vocation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I'm not an expert on things. Okay, great. Oh, whatever. Anyways, but um, I don't know. I mean, so I... Does it, cross your, does it keep you up at night or cross your mind? <laughs> does it keep me up at night? Um, I mean, I think there's, there's a point, and, like, I guess, my perspective on it which father can be like no Kelly this is wrong but it's just like I'm like growing in whole or I'm striving to grow in holiness so I'm striving to pray I'm striving to do these things and like right now I'm single right so like I'm I'm not actively discerning marriage in the sense that like because marriage I'm discerning with another person mm -hmm. right so like I'm not in a relationship you better discern with another person It'd be really right creepy it's like if, if I'm discerning marriage and I'm, I'm like, gonna get married yeah yeah that's to what you I'm come here <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I discern that we're gonna get married <laughs> Oh, thanks for thanks for that. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, in that sense, it's like okay, well, there's that, and then I'm not like you know thinking about religious life every day. That's uh -huh. just not where I'm at. Um, like I think more of the prayer that I would lean towards is like conform my desires to yours, conform my will to yours, um, and so hopefully, like yeah, I will be open to when the Lord like or the directions that he's leading me. I'm just curious too, what are your, what are your thoughts on dating, especially in college? I, right. <laughs> personally, I think in, in high school, I think it's, I don't know if it's necessarily, but what, what, do you, what are your thoughts in college? Yeah, 
I think it can be really, really good. And like it when people are intentional, not like too, not too serious. And I mean, yes, serious and yes, intentional, but not like putting so much weight and so much pressure on dating going into it and being like I am like I'm not I don't want to waste my time like I want to be intentional about this I want to be intentional about this person's time and I want to be open and like bold and and interesting things I think it can be really good with intentionality so yeah I think there is a, a kind of a taboo about dating you know not necessarily when you were dating but like asking people to a date amen you know and we were talking about that other day at the at the women's conference we were talking about this other day in the kitchen you know it's should be normal it's okay you know hey kelly do you want to go out and have dinner and just to get to know your yes and it's not that you're gonna date her it's not that you like you're gonna get married with her two days after that, you know? Father, we're on the same page. Yeah, but, I, but it is, it, it has to be simple. It doesn't need to be complicated. Yeah. And then the problem is like, whenever Kelly goes out with- Say a random name. Johnny. Great. <laughs> with Johnny, everybody's like, oh, look at that. She's going out with Johnny, you know? What, and, and what? What's the problem? Well, and, and then, it, it, yeah, and it's just- It's just also, I think if you're, if you're clear, if you're clear with your intentions, like, yeah, I'm interested in, like, I'm, I'm wanting to go on a date. I'm going to make that clear. Use the word date. Yeah. Yes, use the word date. And then also, like, communicate. If you are, like, you know what, I don't really, like, desire to pursue this further, then just, like, make that clear. Yeah, we're going to go to a date. They're going to know you and you're going to talk. It doesn't mean that we're going to hook up. It doesn't mean that we're going to, you know, have sex. It's, not. it's a date. It's simple. You're going to go as two human beings talk to each other and get to know each other and if from that something comes up you both agree to go to another date and if it gets to a point it's like hey you know we really get like a chemistry feelings going back and forth whatever and then you say hey do you want to date me and then maybe it's a 50 percent chance (laughs) maybe it's going to be yes maybe it's going to be no yeah. That's the two points of dating, either to marry that person or to, or or to, to break, break up. up yeah. And yeah. if you do break up, you've just narrowed down your search by one, technically. is like yeah, but millions it, Yeah, and it's, just like, it, and it's just like, oh, it's simple. It's wow. really simple. It's, and, and, and I mean, that's one of the things that I was talking to Courtney the other day. It's like, we're going to have like a workshop. You are not. Seriously? Yes, we are. We're going to talk so about like it. Comic. Yes, we're going to. But it is. Because yeah. it has, it can't be this taboo. When somebody else is going to go to a date, and like, oh, look at that. She's going to a date. And then because she went to a date with this guy, the other guys don't want to ask her yeah, to a date yeah. because, you know, it's like, oh, you got your chance of the semester. It's like, no. You know what I mean? <laughs> one day, one, one day, semester. One day. One day. That's it. You didn't work. You screw for the head. The head. And it was like, dude, no. You went to a date. You have fun. It's awesome. It worked. It did. It did it. Move on. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like you can't like, oh, I'm going to for the next six weeks, I'm going to have a date every, you know, like balance. I hear you. I think also (laughs) it can be just like, I think people can be afraid of rejection, but like, I think there's just little ways in which we can grow to like, just be okay with rejection because it's going to happen. If you're, if you care about something and you're willing to put yourself out there, whether it's like on mission and like you're inviting someone to mass or like, you know what, you're like, this girl is incredible. I want to ask her on a date. Like, and you might get it rejected and like, that's okay. And it means that you like cared about something enough to like put yourself out there. And so, and I know that it's, it might not be like, 
I don't know, that easy. They see the courage but, in the man, the fact that he was, yeah. if he was afraid, even if it could, she, she could say no. She might even say yes, because it's like, wow, that was so brave but of him But also, there's a lot of pressure on the man. So it's just like, it's all messed up. It's fine. Go to a date. Go have dinner. Go, you know, it's, a, and then the other side, the other side is like, oh, I have to do this in Moses, you know, like, and there I come with flowers. And like, dude, stop. It's a date. Go have dinner with that person. Or coffee. Coffee oh, for coffee, like an yeah. hour. Yes. And I'm that's there. it. And, and you get mm-hmm. And you move on. You have single people that think that they're dating, dating people that think that they're married, and then married people that act like they're single. It's yeah. the whole world is just. <laughs> yeah, so there was, there was a, another person. This kid was like, you know, pursuing this girl for, you know, a couple of weeks. And I said, so are you dating? Well, I haven't asked yet. I said, dude, you ready dating? You're not just kissing. Just make this official. Because they were in the same place. They were like, yes, I like you. You like me. So make it official because that's another thing. People just get afraid of making things official. Yeah, you are dating her. Of commitment. Yes. Are you dating? <laughs> no, no, okay. no. Well, you mentioned that women's conference earlier. Did that come up at all as far as like where the woman stands on that side of it as far as like what they want? It was like, really good. It was like <laughs> Courtney and C, there was a C, uh, Dominican sister there. They were talking about, you know, exactly. And that's how the whole idea about having a talk about, you know, relationships, dating, courtship and all that stuff came from. Because we need to talk about that kind of stuff. Our society is so crazy. Because what they say, oh, you're gonna have a date, so you're gonna end up having sex, or you know, you're gonna end up hook up. So nobody knows how to do this because, like, as Catholic, we know that we're not gonna have sex. You know that we shouldn't hook up. So what do you do? You think of all the ways you can love them besides doing that, which is very powerful. Yeah. So like, that's what we need to. (laughs) There was another day. Was a there was a guy who was getting ready for a date. You were there. I was so there. Yeah. Oh no. We love this guy. (laughs) Yeah. So this guy was awesome. Uh, Yeah. He so he went to Kroger's, bought like you know, and he was ready on that point. You know, he was ready dating, but you know, he wanted. Sun, sunset experience with with the girlfriend, you know, and so he went to Kroger's, got some flowers, and the flower person was not there, so he had to come in, do the flowers himself, and it was a mess. And then Kelly was there helping him, so <laughs> I got there and I said, "Hey, dude, so what are you gonna eat?" You know, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna have, uh, I'm gonna PB and J's, yeah, PB and J's." And said, "Okay, that's fine. That's uh, that's not my, you know, that would not be my." Uh, option for that but you know anyways so i said so i started to ask little questions i said so do you have napkins because the guy is a mess you know i love him but he's, yeah i have some i have some paper napkins. no so i went there in the, in the cabinet and got some uh fabric napkins okay do you have silverware yeah, I have this plexus. Absolutely not. So I gave like, you know, he gave real silver. Yeah. He gave grape juice. He gave him glasses. Yeah, it was a whole thing. And I said, you know, he's thing. like, Father, is she, what did you say? I said, is she, <laughs> is she worth of this? Oh, yeah, worth it. Yeah. You know, she's. he's like, absolutely not. Take it. You know, so it's like, yeah, and it was, <laughs> funny thing is she can't eat peanut butter. Yeah, it's like peanut allergy. <laughs> she can't eat peanut butter? No! Oh, rip. <laughs> but it was like, dude. <laughs> but anyways, but it was like, it was a great day. It was, you know, it was like, this is, I mean, this is almost like a, the beginning of a joke. You know, I was with my priest and he was helping me with this. It was great. It <laughs> was know? fun to watch. But it was the thing that was like, this is cool because this is what we, sh- this is what courtship is about. 
she saw, I hope, that you know he put some time on. Talk about friendship. What does it mean to you? Do you? What I mean, does are, are friendship they, mean to me? Uh, do you have? Would you say you have a close circle of four or five friends? That, I've I've made some really good friendships um, in college. I feel like friendships can a lot of times be like good friendships. Anyways, can be like refining fire um, and challenge you in ways that you know by yourself you wouldn't be able to to do. And so, in terms of like vulnerability and being more. Um, just open to like sharing life with people. Um, so like the women that I live with are just incredible women. And so I'm like able to like walk with them and be inspired by them, but also to like share life with them. So I think just like the depth that friendship can have um, and like the impacts that it can have and like the Lord using it to convert hearts is crazy. Like Mia, like yeah. friendship and like the role friendship had in her conversion story is crazy. Now, do you have your share of, of Catholic friends and just Protestant too, I guess, or non-religious? How, do you, how, how does that differ? I mean, I, so <clears throat> I went to public school. So mm-hmm. I like my, the people who probably knew my heart the best when, especially towards the end of high school were, um, like were Catholics. And I think that that's just because as my faith, like became more of a central aspect of my life, like my, you know, like the Eucharist and these sorts of things that like I, you know, held so closely that it's like, they're like other Catholic Christians who are like also devoted to that. Just understand that in a way that like potentially, um, non-religious people or even Protestant Christians wouldn't necessarily be understand as, as well, in my opinion. Um, but you know, like, I think there can be different levels of friendship. Aristotle talks about different levels of friendship, and <laughs> I'm there's like friendships of utility. Um, I don't you mean by, pu- by public school? Yeah, that's how it was for me. Like my my whole life, I basically only before like the last year of Belmont, I only had Protestant friends, and it was I kind of made it work. I don't know, it was interesting. They would, sometimes they would ask about uh, the or if they saw Father Mike Schmitz or something like that, or Robert Barron, they'd say, "What was that?" Uh, but it was it was neat just sharing just about everything except for. Uh, the faith basically and if we were on vacation they would come to come to me with mass and they'd be like huh what's going on here this is this is interesting and speaking of, of public school and pop culture i'm just curious too your thoughts on social media what are your, your opinion oh okay um so i used to have like you know the snapchat everything and instagram and i never had a twitter i don't really i just twitter and me are not it's weird i don't yeah i don't really need a twitter ever but anyways um But honestly, I feel like social media, like, and, you know, we know this can be just addictive and like, honestly, just kind of just a waste of time um, when like I could be living life. Um, So like with with Snapchat, I ended up eventually like deleting it. Um, I'm I'm the kind of person I'd much rather like have face to face interactions and like FaceTime and that kind of stuff. And then with Instagram, I still I have like an account that I share with like my best friend and, you know, (sighs) I think there can be like really there can be ways that you can glorify the Lord through it. Like I think you know, like you cats Instagram, is- yeah, popping off. Um, but I also think that it's like a discernment process of like, is this good for me? Is this like a source of comparison? Is this like, am, is this am I wasting like so much of my time on this? Um, and just being honest with yourself. But if it's like, it, it can be a means by which the Lord draws people closer to himself. And so I think there's like, mm-hmm. you know. And you hit it, as you were saying, sorry. Yeah, there's a balance, you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, Kelly, something that you said about uh, be vulnerable, mm-hmm. that we don't want to. But I was talking to somebody this week, it's like, you have to be, to be vulnerable. You just have to find the right people. 
that you can be vulnerable. And I think that's where the friendship will, you know, will grow is when you find that person that you feel comfortable to be vulnerable. And when you screw up the person, Kelly, this is wrong. Don't do that. Or you have that same ability to say to somebody, you know, like, this is not really how you should you, you know, as, as a friend, as somebody who's going to lead you to Christ, you have to be free enough to say stuff like that to other people. I think you said it spot on when you talking about social media earlier, the back of comparison, how, how, how dangerous do you think? I think there's good of it. Like I love seeing all, all the good things coming from, from UCAT and, and the Bishop and all that. But what is, is that the real problem of especially pictures on Instagram is I mean, I think comparison of it. I think comparison can be like, you know, it's not like social media has like the capital on comparison. Like you can only compare yourself with other people when it's like through a phone. But, you know, it's like, I think there are ways in which it can just really influence your identity. So, like, my platform is my identity. The pictures that I post, the amount of likes that I get, the comments that I get, like, if, you know... Or let me look if this picture looked good or not, you know? Or if, like, certain... How many people have, like, commented, like, you know, defining our relationships based on whether or not our friends will comment on our posts. It's just like... Yeah, you didn't comment on my posts. It's like... What's wrong with you? it's, It's just... It, it can be very, very damaging. Um, and so, and even just like comparison both ways of like, oh, I'm so much better than, you know, X person or like, wow, I just can never be him or her or whatever. Um, but it's like, are we comparing ourselves to like the real authentic version of people? Or are we comparing ourselves to like, you know, just some like glamorized version that people put forward just you know, for the sake of looking better. Because the real authentic version of people is the, is the face-to-face, like you were talking about, which is what we're looking for, the more authentic thing uh, that sticks. Yeah, and, like, also with the Lord. Like, being face-to-face with the Lord, that's how we get to know Him and, like, adoration and stuff. And so it's like, yeah, I think there are ways in which we just need to, like, people just need to become accustomed to, like, actually having authentic and, like, deep conversations, but also, like, to be with people, to be present with people, Mm. um, and to let, like, the Lord work through those things. And, you know, again, like, social media is not, like, 100% bad, Mm. but there are ways in which we can lean into, like, presence. Mm, To find the beauty of it and the the truth in the the face-to-face as well. Kelly, thank you for being a guest on the show today, for giving us your thoughts and your your testimony. We appreciate you being here. Yeah, of course. It was great. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you to Father Javon for all of his insight and for all he does for University Catholic. Uh, Thank you to Jim Chandler, who does so much for our show to make things happen. Um, And thank you to everyone in our listening audience. We hope you enjoyed what you heard today, uh, that you felt connected on whatever we cover, whether it's dating in college or just even out of school in general the the between the man and, and woman what, what, what the relationship there is like um, going through social media and just discerning what your vocation is and what we're meant to do uh, in our career remember you can find our podcast wherever you get our shows uh, by looking for belonging for young catholic adults wherever you get your podcast my name is zach jansen thank you for listening to belonging on wbou nashville catholic radio